Hello and welcome to the Dad Whisperer. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Watson. And if you are a father who is ready to add another tool to your fathering toolbox, then you have come to the right place. And I'm still getting emails from dads, which I love, by the way, who are not only finding out about this show, but they keep telling other dads about it. So tell your friends to tune in here or on my website at drmichellewatson.com or on iTunes at the Dad Whisperer. And you can listen as many times as you want so that these truths actually really stick with you and lead you to action. Well, you know that I specialize in the dad-daughter relationship, but know for sure that these tools also apply and work with sons too, because it's all about you as a dad being intentional and consistent in pursuing the heart of your kids. Well, dads, as we begin our conversation today, picture yourselves standing side by side each other, getting ready to run your fathering race this week. And I'm on the sidelines as your coach saying on your mark, get set, go. On your mark is the topic and the theme. Get set, filling that in with stories and stats, and go is always your action step where I end by giving you a practical way to put that theme into action this week because you love your kids, right? So this is how you can let them know that you're on their team. Well, today I'm excited to have someone that I'm calling a guest coach, and her name is Gretchen Lindemann. And this is actually the first time that we're meeting each other in person, but our history actually, I was thinking about this, it goes back four decades, if you can believe this, because I knew her dad and her mom back when I was in high school. So today you are going to get to hear from her about how her dad has influenced her life, and most recently, how it ties to her becoming a first-time author. All because of her dad's influence. Welcome, Gretchen. Thank you. I'm so excited you're here, all the way from Australia. I know. (laughs) Yes, this woman lives abroad, and we've been planning this and preparing for this, and I'm so excited that you're here. Me too. Well, today we have landed on a title and a topic for On Your Mark, which we're calling When a Dad's Written Legacy Lives On Through His Daughter. So, this whole topic of writing things down. Right. We're going to be weaving that Mm -hmm. through this conversation today. So how about Gretchen, if you just start by sharing a little bit about you so that we can get to know you here from the start. Sure. Um, I've been living in Australia the past few years, but I'm from California originally, but um, grew up in Portland. We moved to Portland um, when my dad needed cancer treatment. So that was when I was about four years old. So we moved from California where he was in the Navy and up to Portland, Oregon. Um, I've been traveling overseas since I was seven. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So Australia was my first trip overseas. And then again, when I was 17 and then again, when I was 27. So every 10 years I <laughs> found <sevens>. myself back <laughs> there. Yeah. Yeah. And I've recently, um, gotten married and, uh, my Congrats. husband, Jacques <laughs> and I, yes, are going to be traveling the world for a while. Wow. Yeah. Clearly an adventure seeker. Yes. And when you talk about your dad being in the Navy, mm. sounds like this apple didn't fall too far from the tree. No, no. Was Must run in like the jeans. That? Yeah. Is <laughs> he like that too? Was he like that? Um, yeah. Well, I think the Navy kind of instilled that in him a bit. And he also uh, spent a good part of his childhood in Brazil. Um, so, and then that led to him being a liaison for the Brazilian Navy. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. look at that. Like father, like daughter. Oh, I love hearing that. (laughs) So since we're talking about your dad and you said your dad came up here for cancer treatment. Mm -hmm. So tell us more about your relationship with your dad going back to when you were a little girl. Well, um, when I was really little, before he was diagnosed, he was out to sea a lot of the time. So it would be months um, that we wouldn't see him. But I still remember standing on the harbor in San Diego waiting for the ships to come in. 
But when we were in Portland, he was home, um, and I got to spend a lot of time with him. My brother was in school, my mom was helping out at my brother's school, and my dad and I pretty much had the house to ourselves. So we had a lot of fun playing in the yard and riding my tricycle around uh-huh. with him working in the yard. And yeah. And then what happened? Talk more about the cancer piece. Um, so he was diagnosed when I was 18 months old with Hodgkin's lymphoma, and he fought that for four years Um, And he went into remission a few times, but uh, in 1992, it came back and it came back for good. Mm. Um, And he started out with a 90% success rate and four years later was 90% certain that he wasn't going to survive. Mm. So it was um, quite the journey. He was sick a lot of the time from from my memories. He was tired often. Uh And then how old were you when he died? I was five. Wow. So had you even started kindergarten yet? No. Yeah, so that early foundation. Oh, no, excuse me. I was, I'd only been in kindergarten for a few months because it was December 30th, okay. 1992 okay. that he passed away. Yeah, that yeah. date is seared in, your, in yeah. your memory for sure. Wow, and you told me that you had a lot of vague memories of hospitals. Yeah, yeah. I remember this kind of um, astringent smell <laughs> and this yeah. um, white walls and white linens and... Um, I remember visiting him and, and seeing him in, in bed a lot. I remember waiting rooms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And how did that impact your profession? Well, you think it would have put me off, but <laughs> I ended up becoming a nurse. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. So again, isn't it just so powerful to think about the foundation your dad laid mm. in your life, even when he didn't know it, yeah. from the whole travel bug, going mm-hmm. to sea, traveling the world, mm-hmm. which you have, yeah, and then... Even through his cancer and being mm-hmm. in hospitals, here you end up being a nurse. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. He even said that he, he thought I would go into the medical profession. Oh. And my mom didn't tell me that until after I'd already <gasps> chosen to go into nursing because she didn't want it to influence my decision. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. What did that do at a heart level when you heard that? Oh, it was amazing. I just I just felt like, wow, he's still guiding me without me even right? realizing it. Oh, I love that. Oh, my goodness. Talk about a hard story. Okay, so today we landed on this title about when a dad's written legacy lives on through his daughter. So, again, another part of your your life and impact from your dad's legacy Mm -hmm. ties to this whole thing about writing and the written piece. Tell us more about that. So... My dad would tell us stories, and at the time, I didn't realize he had actually written these stories down. I was only, you know, three or four when he was telling these stories to my brother and I, and um, he just told us a story about this little creature named Mr. Schnoozel, and I remembered something about a mushroom and a crow, but I I couldn't (laughs) quite um, remember what that was all about. And when he passed away, those stories just kind of disappeared, and I thought, well, I'll never really know right. what that was about. Because he's not here to tell them to Yeah, me mm-hmm. and then um, in 2014, my grandparents were moving, and they were throwing away an envelope, and as they threw it away, they recognized the handwriting, mm. and they took out the papers and saw handwritten on yellow memo pad paper, my dad's stories about Mr. Schneezel. <laughs> <laughs> So my grandma knew I loved to write. So she sent them to me straight away. And I thought, I want to know what happens to Mr. Schnoozel and his best friend, Mr. Crow. So I started to write. And write you did. Tell everybody what's just happened (laughs) a couple months ago. Well, like I said, it all started with just um, a fun project I wanted to do. And then over the last four years, it's turned into a 10-chapter 
children's book for ages 6 to 12. Mm -hmm. um, and it's called The Adventures of Mr. Schnoozel. And two of my dad's original stories are in there, but expounded upon quite significantly. Yeah, Dad-daughter connecting. Yes, it's really amazing. Um, and it's become this story um, just about bravery and overcoming your own self-imposed limitations and Mm. I self-published and hired an editor and illustrator and book designer and printer and wow. here it is. Look at all the courage <laughs> that took to do all of that. I imagine your dad would be so proud of you. What do you imagine he so. would be saying right now? Knowing um, all this? Well, I do think he would be proud of me, immensely proud. And I, I don't think that he realized when he was just having fun with words on paper that this was going to be impacting my life and Absolutely. my career. And yeah, yeah, it's really, you know, I incredible. love how you said when he was scribbling that stuff down again, not probably thinking anyone else might even ever see right, it right. and almost didn't right. your grandparents thrown it away. Right. And yet the power of the written word mm. that lives on in your life is mm -hmm. something that we both really want dads to take to heart mm -hmm. today that yes, it takes a lot of time. Yeah. Right to sit down and mm -hmm. write things out, especially think of how different it is now yeah. with technology than yeah. even in ninety early nineties. Mm -hmm. And yet, had your dad not done that, you wouldn't have your first book. Mm -hmm. I think it's it's the time that it takes is what makes it so special. Mm -hmm. um, something about the written word, knowing that someone sat down and took time away from their personal electronic devices and everything exactly. else, and just put their soul onto that paper and their hand form those words. There's just something about that. Oh, I bet treasure oh, like, absolutely. to your heart. I bet you hold on to those pieces of absolutely. paper, you know, like a favorite mm -hmm. stuffed animal. I actually have them framed. <laughs> oh, there you go. Okay, they're that. Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah. And I've got to tell everyone listening, this little book. So if, you, if you're just tuning in now, it's called The Adventures of Mr. Schnoozel by Gretchen Lindemann. It is the cutest book. You guys, here I am an adult, and I wanted to read the book before our interview <laughs> today. And I just finished it yesterday, and I couldn't wait to get to the next chapter because I fell in love with this little creature because I've grown up with a lot of fear. Mm. And so seeing that this little bugger kept having to face his fears yeah. with the support of people around mm -hmm. him, I mean, I have to wonder how much of that paralleled your dad's story going yeah, through cancer and yeah. people having to come around him Absolutely. to face his fears. I mean, they say it takes a village to raise a child. It takes a village for yeah. to get through life, I think, for anyone. And he had an amazing uh, network and community and support yeah. around him going through cancer. I mean, we are surrounded by family all of the time. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know what we would have done without that kind right. of support. Have you ever wondered if your dad was Mr. Schnoozel in some ways? <laughs> Or is that you know, yet to be known? That's a really good question. I've, I've actually never considered that. I more just thought he probably saw Eric, my brother, and I playing in the backyard, and and his mind kind of came up with, right. you know, this imaginative. But you know, I I wouldn't put it past him to put him a little bit of himself into a fictional character. <laughs> Maybe I love it. See, it's having the dad whisper. I'm just whispering yeah. some ideas to you about your dad. There, there you, you go. go. Well, Gretchen, I would love it. Would you be okay reading the part of the forward to your book? Because mm. it really honors your dad. Mm -hmm. And I would love everyone to just at least hear part of what you wrote about him. Yeah, absolutely. I would be delighted. Nearly two years after I was born and only several months after being diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma, my father sat down to write a story for his children, Eric and Gretchen. I can only assume that the impetus was watching us play in the backyard, delighted by our imaginations that ran freely in the out-of-doors. 
Our imaginations must have ignited his, and the curious Mr. Schnoozel was born. My father wrote of a crow and a mushroom house and a trip to the beach. Two months later, he wrote of a roller skating adventure and getting lost in the woods. During this time, my aunt drew a, a picture of dear Schnoozel so we would have at least one illustration to go with the stories. My father read them to us often, and they delighted us over and again. I begged to be added as a character in the stories like my big brother was. My father had every intention of doing so as soon as life slowed down. Well, life took over. He was honorably discharged from the Navy, and we moved to Oregon, and he continued to write, but only in his journals. He wanted Eric and me to know him, to know what made their dad tick. It was his way of sharing himself with us, knowing that his time to truly share himself with his children was limited. He did not want us to grow up both fatherless and ignorant of who our father was. Then the cancer took over, and his stories died with him, or so we thought. Mr. Schnoozel and his adventures were lost for over two decades. Upon their rediscovery in 2014, I made a promise to myself and to my father to carry on his legacy of wordsmithing, to bring his writing to life in the hopes of delighting others as he had us. After making some embellishments to his original stories and writing eight more, I've had the pleasure of seeing the adventures of Mr. Schnoozel come into being. Oh, I love that! You know what really struck me, Gretchen, this time in hearing you read it versus me reading it mm -hmm. on the page is that you said I made a promise to myself and to my father mm -hmm. to carry on his legacy. So even after he's no longer here, as a daughter who's still living, mm -hmm. his legacy matters and you're still making a promise yes, to him. Absolutely. That is so powerful, men, to know that when you invest in your children, and I'm talking especially about the dad-daughter relationship mm -hmm. as Gretchen shares her story today, mm -hmm. is that you can know that long after you're gone, your children mm -hmm. will still be living to make you proud. Mm-hmm. Really mm -hmm. a powerful story. Okay, well, here's what also comes to mind is I, you know, again, being a counselor for over, you know, 21 years and being a youth leader for years and mentoring girls, I don't often hear girls whose dads have died mm. talk about being able to connect with him through his writings. Like, I don't think a lot of men naturally gravitate. Do you? No. Do you hear this much? No, I don't. A lot of people are very surprised when I yeah. tell them. And yeah. I mean, you think about the partnership that you mm -hmm. have with your dad, even after he died, it sounds in some ways like you and your dad bonded yeah. over the writing of this book. Yes. Yeah. Reading his journal writings that he left behind and um, over and over again when I was growing up and then writing this book. And it, it really felt like we were writing it together. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm going to start crying. Oh, my goodness. Oh, if, if there are dads listening and they, they're grabbing a Kleenex, I'm just saying, I find that when dads talk about their daughters and mm -hmm. it touches their heart, it's so easy for them to tear up mm -hmm. because it's really touching the place in their heart yeah. that I think is where they're most fully alive. And yeah. daughters have a way of touching that place <laughs> in a dad. Oh my goodness. This is so powerful. Well, when you talk about the fact that your dad wanted to maybe teach you some lessons, you weren't thinking about maybe it being about himself as much. Mm -hmm. What are some of the lessons you think he may have been trying to teach you through this story? Um, through this story, I think it's it's about bravery and it's about, over, like I said before, overcoming these self-imposed limitations. Often we think that we can't do things and we stop before we even try. And um, this little creature, Mr. Schnoozel, is this very timid creature who's afraid of a lot of things. And, and he finds that just by taking a few risks and just saying yes, mm -hmm. um, he he opens himself up to so many beautiful opportunities and friendships that he never would have otherwise made and, and relationships that end up building his character and, and they impact each other. And 
it's amazing what can come from a children's story. And that yeah. that theme, even though it wasn't overt in his writings, just kind of flowed naturally out as I wrote the other ones. It just mm. became a part of it. And, and having read the book now, I can say that's how I felt. I mean, I didn't start by knowing I would relate to Mr. Schnoozel. Mm-hmm. But there I'm like, I'm a girl that had so many fears. And then it was like I was inspired. Yeah. If Mr. Schnoozel can do it, so can I. <laughs> yeah. and I think your dad, like you said, had to have known that that story that he was telling you and Erica's little kids that you didn't know was in writing, but telling you would go in to develop your courage. Yeah. You know, take risks, kids. Go for it. Right. Don't, don't set limitations. Keep, keep being brave, in other yeah. words. Okay, so the title of your book, The Adventures of Mr. Schnoozel, okay, mm-hmm. has the word adventures in mm-hmm. it. Granted, you were only five when your dad died. Did you do any adventures with your dad? Do you remember any that you took with him? Well, I think a lot of our adventures were more imaginative. And I think it was actually the reading of these stories that really helped um, stretch my creative mind. And I can still remember that is such a magical feeling as you're hearing about this made up little world and this creature like is there creatures that could live in mushrooms in our backyard and just that <laughs> yeah. thought I just remember that feeling of of just wonder mm. and to me that that's always been my go-to for adventure I mean I do love to travel but books and reading uh. and stories I think he instilled a love of story at a very young age he yeah. wasn't able to, to do a lot because of his his weakened state from cancer right. so a lot of our adventures were just in our minds. Wow. If dads could take to heart what you're saying is he didn't do more than he was capable of doing. And somebody might think, okay, that isn't really an adventure. He might have thought that. This mm. isn't an adventure. I'm just laying on a couch making up a story. Yeah. And yet he awakens something in mm-hmm. you. And it's saying, dads, use what you do have available yes. rather than telling yourself, I can't do yes. this, this, or this mm-hmm. to invest in my daughter. Because I don't have more resources or more strength. Mm. You're just saying, use what you've got and go for it. Mm -hmm. Well, since we're talking today about how your dad influenced your life by this concept of leaving a legacy behind, Mm -hmm. Gretchen, how would you describe that foundation that he laid in your life, either as a little girl or now? How would you you talk Mm. about that part? Um, gosh, I could write a whole book. Just <laughs> maybe that's going to be another one after the series. Uh, maybe so. Uh, yeah, I really could write a whole book just about that question. Um, well, I I grew up reading his journal entries. Um, that he, and some of them were just anecdotes and essays and things, and a lot of them were about life and death and mortality. Mm. Um, and reading and rereading those and letting myself cry over them and process through them um, really helped me move through the feeling of loss and Mm -hmm. move into a feeling of connection with him. And as I read his words, I felt like I kind of understood his mind, um, which really helped connect me to him. Um, And then I began to understand that he, he wasn't, he wasn't gone. He had just transitioned, if you will, from, physical into non-physical I yeah. like to say and yeah and that is a great comfort really feeling like he was here and developing that sense of connection and then that passion for connection has mm-hmm. absolutely impacted the way that I relate to others and connect to other people and connecting to others along with connecting mm-hmm. to stories is one of the great passions of of my life and I don't think that it would be nearly as strong if mm-hmm. it wasn't for him and what he left behind um and I feel even more connected to him now through not just reading his words, but writing my own from his words um, wow. than 
than I did if I was able to sit on his lap again, I think. Oh, wow, Gretchen, that is so powerful that you feel more connected to your dad now than even when he was here or if you were sitting on his lap now, even as an adult girl. But it reminds me of my honorary daughter who lost her dad when she was a senior in high mm. school. And she recently found some of his writings. Wow. And again, the tears that flowed and the connection she says she felt to him. I'm just saying, dads, hear what we're saying yeah. is write things down, right? Affirmations, stories, mm-hmm. wishes and dreams. Mm-hmm. And even if you don't know that you, you, none of us know when our last day is, even if you don't know that you have, you know, a physical illness or yeah. you know, the last day you'll be here, you never know, right? When a right. day is your last, right. get the pen out in your own handwriting, write things down. Yes. So let me ask you another question then, because you're saying, I feel so connected to my dad in a way through his writings that I didn't before. It's like as an adult, you get to know him as an adult. Yes, yes. What have you learned about your dad, would you say, or from your dad? You've talked about that a little bit. Anything else come to mind? Yeah. Um, the absolute biggest lesson I have learned from him, um, over and over again is the significance of the present moment, especially while he was going through cancer treatment. He was so focused on the present moment. He wrote an essay called, uh, from riches to rags. And there's a quote from that, that I love. He said, the present is the only aspect of time in which life truly happens. It's the only aspect of time in which we can have an impact on someone else's life in such a way to benefit them and ourselves for eternity. Oh my goodness. That's heavy indeed. You are, <laughs> you are a apple that didn't fall far from the tree. Dads, we're saying cherish the moments you have. You have now. Be intentional. Be mm-hmm. consistent. Use every moment that you have. Yeah. To invest in your kids, in your daughter, mm-hmm. in your son, because your legacy lives on in one way or another. Yes. It does live on. Yes. So why not begin to shape it now that you're alive? Yeah. Right? As my dad said, right now, this morning is life. Be a worthy steward of the gift. Embrace it all. Oh, my goodness. Your dad, I wonder if he would have said it like that if he didn't face his own mortality. I know. It's 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 amazing what can come out of a person when they're put to the to the test. Yeah. Yeah. And me, it even makes me wonder now, like here he is in heaven. You know, I, I, I hope, I don't know how much God lets us see in, into earth from once we're in heaven, but I just can imagine he's cheering you on right now and going, <laughs> that's my girl. I'm so proud of her. She is savoring the moment. You know, she just got married, wishing he could probably walk you down the aisle, no doubt. Mm. But yet knowing that you are living and thriving mm-hmm. and being present and impacting the world. Oh my goodness, girl. I'm richer for knowing you. Well, we're almost out of time. So how about if we now just go to the go step? Mm-hmm. Is I've asked you that question like I love to ask every guest. Is if you were to challenge dads with one practical way that they could leave a written legacy for their daughters, mm-hmm. what would you tell them to do to put that desire into action? Write a letter. Write a personal letter to your daughters or your sons. Um, not a, not an email. That's important. There not a go. text. Not a text. Not an email. a hand. I mean, sit down, paper, pen. Share a favorite memory you have of her. Tell her how much you love her. Why you love her. How much you appreciate her. Uh, what what what's unique about her own spirit and with your words. And I promise you, she will cherish those for the rest of her life. Which you just underscored. You're like, I have framed my dad's. Words about Mr. Schnoozel. Has your yeah. dad ever written other things to you that you He has say? written a lot of journal entries about me oh. and um, has has talked a, a lot about 
in his writings the difficulty of leaving my brother and I behind, mm. knowing that the cancer was going to win. Wow. And what meaning does that have to you now as an adult woman? Um, sometimes I feel like I can feel that that sorrow yeah. from him. and But with that sorrow is so much love. Yes. You know, and the importance of cherishing the moments you have with the people you love in your life. I yeah. mean, it really, I'm going to use your word, it really underscores yes. the importance of that. Yeah. Yeah. So take what Gretchen said to mind, to heart, to action, dads. When you want to leave a written legacy for your daughter that lives on long past you do, write a letter to her in your own handwriting. It sounds easy, but it's hard. Mm. Or it may sound hard, but it's actually easy. Yes. So we're just saying do it, right? Yes. Put your love yes. for your daughter and your son into action. Well, Gretchen Lindemann, it's been a joy to have you here. The Thank title you. has been When a Dad's Written Legacy Lives On Through His Daughter. You've heard her stories. You've heard her heart about her and her dad. So dads, between today and next week, I encourage you to set a time limit, get out there, write a letter to your daughter, put your own handwriting into action, and know that you can always write me at drmichelleatthedadwhisper.com. You can go to my website at drmichellewatson.com where I have free resources for you. You can also go to Amazon where you can find the link to my book, Dad. Here's what I really need from you, a guide for connecting with your daughter's heart. And it's now available in an audio book form on Audible. So I'm Dr. Michelle Watson, the Dad Whisperer, signing off and encouraging you to make today a day where you intentionally and consistently invest in pursuing your daughter's heart. Go Dads! 